This show's premise is being used with permission from the Moriarty show, show. in which it originated. Any reproduction or duplication of these ideas without the written consent from the NFL is strictly prohibited. Prohibited. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Genesis chapter 37 introduces us to Jacob's favorite son, Joseph. As a father, Jacob was known to play favorites, and he gave his son Joseph an amazing Technicolor dream coat, which got new Broadway <laughs> performance, and his siblings hated that Broadway performance, so they sold Joseph into slavery for a mere 20 shekels. With Joseph out of the picture, his brothers had to find a way to deceive their father Jacob. So they took Joseph's amazing Technicolor dream coat and drenched it in goat's blood to make Jacob think Joseph was killed by a wild animal. And here we all were thinking our brothers were shitheads. Oh, mighty Father Doug and Rectory Anthony. Will we find out what becomes of Joseph in Genesis chapter 38? No. <laughs> Oh, no. No. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> then we delve into chapter 38, a chapter that takes a brief detour from the story of Joseph to focus on Judah, one of his brothers. Let's uncover the lessons and stories hidden in this intriguing topic, shall we? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I promise you this is going to be a pivotal moment in the Bible. That, that's all the Bible is, is pivoting. <laughs> Just pivot. <laughs> Chapter 38 of Genesis shifts the narrative spotlight to Judah, who moves away from his family to Abdullah. There he marries the daughter of a Canaanite man named Shua. Hua. <laughs> and they have three sons, Ur, Onan, <laughs> and Shelah. How would, you, <laughs> how would you pronounce E-R? I would... Er, er, er. <laughs> no, that's E-R-R. Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> the chapter quickly moves into a tale of family, duty, and consequence. Not that kind of duty, so don't do it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> the eldest son, Er, marries a woman named Tamar. However. Er, is wicked in the Lord's sight, and he dies, what? leaving Tamar childless. It doesn't say why he's wicked. <laughs> he, he dies. It's, his name's Er. He dies. <laughs> <laughs> You're a great storyteller. <laughs> Good job, God. You know, you'd think if God could make the fucking sun, moon, stars, quasars, all that shit, he yeah. could make a, a beginning, a middle, and an end. Right. He can write a story. Nope. Terrible writer. <laughs> Great savior. Terrible writer. <laughs> Following the custom of Leverite marriage, where a brother is to marry the widow of a deceased brother to produce offspring for him, Onan, the second son, is told to fulfill his duty. But Onan, knowing the offspring would not be his, fails to fulfill his duty and is also struck down by the Lord. So God Jesus. killed this guy because he wouldn't fuck this other person. 
yes. And this guy wouldn't fuck this lady because he's like, if I fuck this lady, it won't be my kid. What are you, retarded? Who else's kid would it be? <laughs> it, I'm telling you, it's just a bunch of dumb fucks. And like, that's why God's killing everybody because they're stupid. <laughs> right. Like they, everybody in in the Genesis, in the book of Genesis came from a bad batch of baby batter. Right. I'm going with uh, inbreeding. That's what causes all this. I don't know, man. <laughs> No, because if I have sex with my brother's wife, then the kids won't be mine. <laughs> you're dead. And you're dead. Judah then promises Tamar that she can marry his youngest son, Shayla, when he is old enough. But he fails to keep this promise. Tamar, realizing she has been deceived, devises a plan. She disguises herself as a prostitute and seduces Judah. From this encounter, Tamar becomes pregnant with twins. So she dressed up like a whore. Really are retarded. <laughs> what what kind of costumes do you assume they had back then? Like how would how did she dress up like a whore and this guy didn't recognize her? Mm, isn't there a Jackie Chan movie where him and Chris Tucker dress up as girls? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you talking about white chicks? <laughs> <laughs> What does it mean to dress up like a prostitute? Just spread Just like your a, legs. A slutty nurse's costume for Halloween? <laughs> yes. She dressed up like a slutty nurse. He had to have <laughs> sex with her. <laughs> when Judah hears of Tamar's pregnancy, he condemns her for immorality, not knowing he is the father. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. You fucking whore. <laughs> How dare you? Tamar reveals Judah's belongings, which he had given her as a guarantee for payment, thus proving he is the father. Judah acknowledges his wrongdoing in not giving her to Sheila and recognizes her righteousness in seeking to continue his family line. So he gave her like cufflinks or something? <laughs> Here's a cufflinks. <laughs> I appreciate that you want to keep my family line going. I'm such an asshole. Like, what, what, this whole thing is fucked. So I, I, I want to make sure that I understood what I just read. It sounds uh, like when she was dressed up like the slutty nurse, yeah. he gave her some cufflinks and said, yeah. here, this is my promissory note. I'll give you cash. I, but <laughs> I don't I, have any cash on me. I'll hit the ATM and, later. Um, so then she went back to him and said, do these look familiar? And it was the cufflinks. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm sorry. Uh, you're just trying to keep the family line going. Is that right? Yes. All right. Do you, do you, <laughs> yes. Do you figure an ATM back then was called a shekel machine? <laughs> that, just, that just sounds funny to me. <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> Probably just like a shekel dispenser. Like, shekel dispenser. <laughs> And for some reason, I'm picturing it like the Flintstones. Like, they still had them, but everything was carved out of rock right. and the little birds in there. <laughs> the birds controlled everything. <laughs> Tamar gives birth to twins, Perez and Zira. Perez. In a dramatic birth... <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, there was Mexicans back then? You should do that on every name that pops up, like every new name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they, I mean, you can make it sound like 
like if you do it, do it in a way that makes it sound like you've been waiting for this name to pop up <laughs> and it surprised you that this is where it comes up. Uh, okay. Oh, in a dramatic birth story, you. Zara's hand emerges first, but Perez is born first. Sim <laughs> <laughs> That's a big vagina. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Holy shit. Symbolizing a reversal of expectations, a reoccurring theme in the Bible. You're, that, that's the only thing this thing's gotten right. <laughs> a reversal of expectations. Look at there's a hand. Oh, wait, the other one's coming out. My expectations are reversed. <laughs> like little baby Walter Payton sneaking by the line. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Genesis chapter 38 stands out for its exploration of themes like duty, deception, and justice. It's a story that underscores the complexity of human relationships and the consequences of our actions. Moreover, it sets a lineage that will become a significant in the broader biblical narrative. Bum, bum, bum. So everybody is born from just whores and fucking other people's wives and dead whores brothers. Whores and lies. The whole thing is built on whores and lies and cufflinks. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the next chapter is the story of Joseph in 39. Until then, may your journey through the Bible continue to be enriching and thought-provoking. Oh, boy. Goodbye. <laughs> Peace be with you. And also with you.